Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. It's hard to think it's 2021 when we're talking about the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS. But yet here we are talking about the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, and ISIS. The question, of course, is, well, what's the difference? And there are indeed great differences in them. But how does it affect us? How is it affecting things on the ground? And how much of this was actually precipitated by how we did the withdrawal, or was it the withdrawal in and of itself? It is an acceptable question to ask. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. Let me bring in Stephen Yates from DCI Advisory, DC International. You've seen him often on Fox News. Deputy National Security Advisor to then Vice President Dick Cheney uh, joins us right now. You study these things all around the globe. We've spoken before on these issues but I wanted to make sure we were all on the same page and talking about, well, what are the subjects here? Because there's a multiplicity. There's the groups involved in Afghanistan. There is their ideas for what it is they want to control. Then there is the threat factor to the United States in and of itself as a nation, and now specifically because of how we've done this withdrawal in Afghanistan. So let's start with the basics, Stephen. The difference between the Taliban, al-Qaeda, and ISIS. Well, Tony, I think it's entirely appropriate and good that you're pushing these questions because there's a lot of emotion and loose talk about this stuff these days, and uh, it's important to sort of start with definitions. Uh, And I would uh, sort of say at the outset, while there are definite differences in roles and missions, there is one thing that holds all these groups together, and it's a promotion of the marriage of mosque and state, which I would call Islamism. Uh, And there is an opposition to the United States and a support for the imposition of Sharia law. Those are some commonalities across all of these. But there's a different history and uh, sort of different roles and missions for these. So Al-Qaeda is uh, the base. It was the network that was set up by Osama bin Laden. It comes out of the time when those militants were going to Afghanistan to try to eject the Soviet Union. Uh, They got a lot of battle practice during that time. It was meant to, in their way of thinking, free up a territory and a population to then serve as their host. Uh, And so they drew from militants all across the broader Middle East uh, and fought in that conflict. Al-Qaeda itself moved over to Uh, Africa for a time. Uh, And then the Taliban, the other group, is a a militia inside of Afghanistan uh, that had fought to uh, push out the independent government there after the Soviet occupation. Uh, And uh, they they serve, they're they're called the students. Uh, And so they're localized. They have a particular mission focused primarily on Afghanistan itself. Uh, but they were a host that invited al-Qaeda, the base, to relocate back to Afghanistan and commingle there uh, for the years that led up to the attack 
uh, on the U.S. Embassy in Africa, the attack on the USS Cole, uh, and of course, the 9-11 attack. Uh, so there are some different origins, roles, and missions. Uh, Al-Qaeda is sort of the broad regional and global uh, network that reaches all the way from Southeast Asia through the broader Middle East into activist networks that affect our border and other parts of the United States. So as, as we, we take a, a look at it, we can really get the differential in them, all having this, this basis in, in, in Sharia. Uh, the difference is uh, desire. For the Taliban, the desire is Afghanistan. And for al-Qaeda, the desire is, is the world. That, it, it, I, that's how I've always done it in my head. I, I think that's largely correct. Uh, and there's just the issue of reach. Uh, so if you are looking to control Afghanistan itself, you may not be as aggressive as al-Qaeda would be in acquiring the world's most dangerous weapons and proliferating them into other parts of the world. Uh, you, you, if, you're al- if you're the Taliban, you're probably really interested in running your fiefdom. You're like a local mafia. You're less interested in what, uh, in what is being done to facilitate the overthrow or attack on other governments in the region or other parts of the world. You don't object. It's just not your role or mission. Talking to Stephen Yates, he served as deputy uh, security advisor uh, for uh, then Vice President Dick Cheney. Now let's get into, as we see these threats play out, what, what, what is it that we as Americans should be paying attention to? What we know now is that the Taliban is absolutely a threat against those Americans who are behind what I refer to as the Taliban line, can't get to the airport in, in Kabul. And, of course, those Afghans, those Afghanis who worked with us, they're getting killed. We're already starting to hear uh, those reports. But how do we view the Taliban as a threat to us in the United States or is their support of or relationships with al-Qaeda the thing we're bothered by? I think it's very difficult to disentangle al-Qaeda and the Taliban at the moment, at least from the visuals that are largely getting reported by international press. Some U.S. press, but a lot of international press are showing images of known al-Qaeda operatives in and around the Kabul airport and intermingled around in some of the coverage of the, the takeover of the government there. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm troubled on both levels as I watch how things are unfolding. Uh, now, uh, when you think of what is an attack on the United States, uh, one would usually consider uh, an assault, especially one that results in fatality on U.S. men and women serving abroad, is an attack on the United States. Our forward-deployed bases are considered U.S. sovereign territory, and so an attack on those facilities would also be considered an attack on the United States. I don't know whether a lot of Americans think in those terms, but in in national security, you would consider those kinds of things to be an act of war, something that would provoke a uh, a strong response, and understandably so. And so the Taliban very much is a threat to U.S. national interests, our men and women, who I think have been put in a nearly impossible situation with this botched withdrawal. Uh, And then when you look at the al-Qaeda interest, it spills over into the, the, the borders of Pakistan, uh, has some reach across uh, Iran, even though they come from different flavors of militant Islam. There's a commingling of those anti-American interests uh, and some anti-Israel interests. Uh, and so we have to look at this 
provocative weakness on display leading to boldness on the part of both of these networks, one attacking our, our interests and possibly our troops inside Afghanistan, and the others using that material or the momentum derived from this humiliation to push out its interests and perhaps attacks beyond Afghanistan. Now, that propaganda part I understand all too well. When you see the Taliban raising their flag to to model the, the flag raising on Iwo Jima, it is meant as a propaganda piece. It is meant to, to demoralize. That is without question uh, their point, nor do I believe that, that the Taliban has any interest in, in actually listening to deadlines or, or not killing Americans. That's they, they don't believe that Biden will have any strength to come back. But now let's take a, a moment to to take a step back and take a look at what has happened over the past days since we all realized this is a disaster. Let's not get into how could you set this up? How could you have a plan to withdraw military before withdrawing uh, American citizens, before withdrawing these Afghanis who helped us and then leave behind billions of dollars worth of hardware and guns, etc.? Talk to me as you know these things as somebody who has worked in this, uh, in this arena of, of national security. How does that propaganda war, which has been now taking place for days, and we have watched what people refer to as humiliation taking place, you watch how our allies respond, how does that affect the United States with credibility and its future going forward? Well, you're quite right, and there's a ton that could be talked about in terms of how we got here. I, I broadly support the idea of ending the war and withdrawing our troops. Uh, I think when, when Osama bin Laden was killed, that was the time when a lot of these wheels should have, should have been churning forward. A lot of these roles and missions handed off to allies and regional powers, and they would have to play out. And the role of the U.S. military is one to come in and strike hard and strike fear against those who want to challenge our interests and challenge our allies not to build, govern, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so just with that broad caveat, uh, this, this demonstration of weakness and the seeming ineptitude in being able to extract our own personnel uh, to give up a, a, a secure airfield in order to we deal instead with a chaotic private airport, uh, it, it, means it really is a one-for-one -one correlation. It leads to the, the, the parliament of the UK, Great Britain, condemning and censoring uh, the president of the United States in an unprecedented way. NATO allies speaking out in dismay. And just so just so everybody is on the same page of what you're saying, Stephen, talking to Stephen Yates, uh, CEO of DCI Advisory and a former Deputy National Security Advisor to then President Vice President Dick Cheney, Bagram Air Force Base was left for dead. We turned off the lights, turned off the electricity and left when that could have been a place that we utilize for a whole series of things, including evacuating Americans. We abandoned the airfield and are only working out of the Kabul airport. And that's part of what you think is helping this propaganda war. It is. And propaganda war is not to be slighted. Uh, the Communist Party of China, uh, the Islamist networks broadly, are very good at some of this political warfare. I wish they were not. Uh, but the Chinese government had a very slick and well-produced propaganda video done in English and in Chinese targeting Taiwan and trying to dispirit allies that pivoted off of American humiliation in the broader Middle East. 
And that, that's how we pay a, a bigger price than people might expect. Now, I have been an advocate for the United States being better at some political warfare tools itself. A lot of the well-heeled corridors of the establishment don't like it. They think it's dirty. They think it's manipulative. Uh, but I think we should be sowing doubt, dissent, and humiliation back into these quarters that are challenging our interests. Don't give them any freebies or easy rides. Uh, and we do have to aggressively push forward the, the interests that we have uh, and the fact that we are committed to stand up for allies. I wish I believed that President Biden was committed to doing that. He said things along those lines. But his words contradict themselves, not just his words and his deeds at this point. And I don't know how anyone can really trust the United States to stand by them in a dangerous situation when we've left people literally to die. There's a death sentence given to the brother of an interpreter that worked with the, the uh, free government Af of Afghanistan just, just laid down yesterday. This is definitely going in the wrong direction, and it's debilitating beyond, to, beyond Afghanistan. Before before I let you go, uh, let, let's take a look at what it is that uh, the Republican Party, one could say, can do about this. Because it's it's clear that even if you were to have a world that didn't have uh, Joe Biden as president, you still have Kamala Harris as president, you, you still have this Democratic power structure for the next uh, year until 2022 – they seem to see the world far differently than you and me, and they seem to see a world in a way that is far more dangerous for all of us, regardless of our political party. What, what will get through, in your view, to this party in power, through uh, to Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, through to John Kirby, who, who is the spokesperson for the, White House, for, the, for the Pentagon, Lloyd Austin, the Defense Secretary, uh, General uh, Mark Milley, what will they understand to change the way they're doing things? Well, I'm very pessimistic that they can understand what real America is all about and what real American interests have been all along. I think the best thing that, that active Americans can do that care about these things, number one, is do good and be seen doing good. Go find those in your community who served in Afghanistan. Give them a hug. Give them a, give them a support. This is dispiriting to them. Show that we respect the institution of our military and those who serve. And it's the suits, not the boots, who failed in this exercise. And we need to show solidarity. Many, many, many veterans I've heard, heard from are just overwhelmingly hurt and angered by what they have witnessed. And if you happen to be a Republican, you need to be standing on the right side of this. And these people might, and on the other side of things, help in that midterm election and help in 2024 pull the, the balance of power back into the direction of sanity, I think, for an alternative in 2024. But get out into your community. Show that we support people. This woke culture is tied into what the Taliban is about, what the Chinese Communist Party is about. It's destroying the institutions that make our culture great, make our country great, and made us strong and an inspiration to the world. Stand proudly by those things. Make your elected leaders stand with you as you stand by those things. And I think that's how the, we pull the pendulum back in the right direction. Stephen Yates, uh, DCI Advisory. I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be with us, taking the time uh, while you're uh, traveling uh, out west very much. So we've got more, including Senator Todd Young, scheduled to be with us. I'm Tony Katz.